In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Hey, this is Len, the Bad Tribble welcoming you to this very special presentation of the Michelle Mission, our Misty Night, a conversation with Simone Missick. Me and Vince traveled to Brooklyn, New York on Sunday, November 6th for a very lovely afternoon at Brooklyn's Therapy Wine Bar located on Lewis Avenue, where within the beautiful confines of that gorgeous establishment, we met Marvel's Luke Cage, Misty Knight herself, Simone Missick, for a very lovely conversation that was simply to be a review of Coming to America from 1988. Lo and behold, we got the Gavin, and next thing you know, what was supposed to be a one-hour show turned into almost a two and a half hour conversation. It actually continued off microphone for another, well, first of all, let's be honest, it started off microphone for about a good 30, 35 minutes, was about two and a half hours of on the microphone, and then continued for about another hour and a half maybe off the microphone afterwards once her husband our friend Dorian Missick showed up it was really just a great surreal time actually for me and Vince who um, were enthralled that the Missicks have become such uh, fans of our little podcast the Afternoon was so great that I said, yo, we just got to break this off into two shows, man. So enjoy the show. And hey, during the show, you'll hear Simone name check a really cool singer that she went to sing, Carmen Rogers. Uh, you know, it, It's involved in a story that she's telling, um, but she went to see Carmen Rogers. I never heard of Carmen Rogers. I had to look her up. I looked up Carmen Rogers. I am now a Carmen Rogers fan. And I invite you to become a fan of Carmen Rogers too. So much so if you're like, well, who's Carmen Rogers? Stick around at the end of the episode and you will hear a little taste of Carmen Rogers for yourself. I think you will become a fan. All right. Enjoy. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Michelle Mission. This is uh, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Uh, this is Vincent Williams. It's also Wednesdays, 8 to 10 on G-Town Radio. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are reviewing 1988's Eddie Murphy 
probably his tour de force as far as a comedy. Coming to America. Coming uh, to America. Directed by John Landis. John Landis. Um, but we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have opened up the third seat, and it has been filled by someone you may recognize. We hope you do. I did. Damn it. <laughs> um, we have joining us today the second half of our first celebrity guest. Yes, that's true. And some would say the better half. Well, <laughs> I, th- I think he would say that. I think he would I say think that. He would say that. Ladies and gentlemen, happy wife, happy life is, is what Amen. I Amen. Put your hands together for the star yeah. of Netflix, Marvel's Luke Cage. It is Misty Knight herself, Simone Missick. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Simone. Wow. <laughs> hey, Simone. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my us. God. Thanks for having me, guys. First of all, let me tell you something. That when you came walking in here, Uh-oh. the first thing I Late, said. first of all, just so y'all know. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, hey. BPS. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke, y'all. <laughs> the first thing, first thing I said to myself when you came walking in here is like, "Oh my God, her eyebrows!" <laughs> because I've just spent thirteen episodes. Actually, it will be thirty-nine oh. episodes because I watched that series three times, three just times. fixing on your eyebrows oh. in every episode. That would make that the makeup woman Lazan so happy and Kayla. I like eyebrows on fleek. That's Kayla's moniker. For real. And then when you took off your jacket and you were adorned in your class of 1995 Detroit t-shirt. Because I know that you are a Detroit native. I'm from Detroit. All right. I was just speaking with my friend Crown Williams up in Detroit. Yeah. And she is going to be like mad. Like, yo, Detroit got love in Brooklyn, Crown. All right. Yes, Crown. Yo, <laughs> what's up, Simone? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's been a big. It's, it's been a big little you minute know, for you. It's, it's been, you know, interesting. Yeah. Nice little bubble of a bubble. sorts. Is that what we're calling this? We're, a bubble. We're gonna call it a bubble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. A bubble. It's been good. God is good all the time. All no, the it's time. been great. When, when we talked to Dorian, um, when we reviewed Clockers, yes. At that point, Luke Cage had not debuted. Right. 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 He couldn't divulge anything. Right. Couldn't tell us what was what was ahead. Um, all he could say was, yo, is all that. Right. When you see it. When you see it. And he also said, he also said, because I think, was he on set at least maybe once? Yeah. And he said he was, he wasn't comfortable on set for whatever episode he was, he was at. I don't know what episode really? he was there yeah. for. Of the first. He the was first there episode, one hundred and one, yeah. Okay, okay. And well, then he now. was there for he was there for thirteen too, yeah. Oh, for the for the for, for the, the finale. finale, yeah. And he was like, you know, like you know, I'm loving it, man. But oh man, it's uh, I don't need to be there, but so many times, man, yeah. it's, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough watching my woman, you know. Oh no, acting. No, acting. I don't. I don't. I, I'm going to say that's a misquote. I don't think he feels that way I, because when he was there. He was watching other people act when he mm-hmm. first came to visit me. And then the last episode, he was just there hanging out on the street with, like, Fab Five Freddy. And oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't uncomfortable at all. No? Okay. No. And he hadn't seen 
anything yet. That's so true. Okay. That's th- I'm going to say that's a misquote. I'm going to okay, say maybe he's a misquote. I'm going to say he probably, if he did feel uncomfortable, it was because he he's like, this is a really fun show, and I don't want to ruin it for myself. I'm going I'm going to put that on him. I'm right. going to put those words in his mouth. Right. Well, if anyone can do it, it will be you. <laughs> right. Now, but I I read somewhere, and you can tell me whether or not this is true, that going into this, you purposefully stayed away from reading any of the comics and learning about anything about Misty Knight. I, I didn't read the comics, but I did learn about Misty Knight. Okay. So, you know, the Internet is a wealth of information. Yes. Right. Um, and I used to trust Wikipedia. <laughs> they have since burned me. Uh, and I will no longer trust them. How they for burn anything. you? I'm apparently sister to Nicole Bahari, and 37 years old. So okay, that's what they said. To, according <laughs> to Wikipedia, right. my daddy had another baby oh. that we didn't know about. Wow. Oh. Do you even know? I've never met her. I believe she is an outstanding actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting when I first met Alfrey. Okay. She said, "You know, you look like." Right. And she said that. That was the first thing that she said to me. But never met her. And and there have been fans who've said, oh, my God, they look like sisters. So for Wikipedia to then go, all black people are related. Let's type this one up. Let's run with it. Let's run with this. I'm good on them. Oh, Uh, man. But, right, I I did consult online for information about her. Okay. Because whenever I create a character, you have to – go with more than just what's on the page. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so our writers, like Cheo, had created this awesome character on mm-hmm. the page, but she didn't have to go, okay, well, what was her life like before she got into this moment? Who was she? Where did she grow up? Where did right. she go to school? Who was right. her family? And so online, you get all of this great information about, you know, oh, she was a detective, and she goes on to start her own private detective agency. Right. Right. And, right. You know, they tell you all those things, so you know, intellectually where the trajectory of your character is and so I did you know some some research on her in that way but when I first got the job Jeff Loeb the head of Marvel TV was like you cannot go into a comic book store do not go and buy a Misty Knight comic book because everybody will know yeah. it's your Misty right, Knight right. I was like really one black woman in LA going to buy a comic book and then everybody will know but I was terrified I mean I think they you camp were terrified? out at those LA shops though and, really? and look for actors and you know I, I this don't this is not the first time I've heard that really about, yeah know, actors going in and buying a bunch of trades and next thing you know it's you on know. all the websites right, right. That so and so has you just know. bought the you know the entire back oh. catalog. Right, right. Mm. Benedict Cumberbatch scene with a bunch of Doctor, Doctor Strange's. Okay, so, well then you know. there, yeah, yeah. Then he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, so, this whole real. time I was like, Jeff is just overreacting. Yeah, I mean, right. So yeah, I didn't. Thank God, I I did not. Right. Go out and buy any of them, um, but they've given me some as right, gifts right. since then. Yeah. Well, it was fantastic. <laughs> thank you, you. You know, I don't think I'm saying anything that no one hasn't said. You. No one said fantastic. No one said fantastic. Nope, nope, well, not let, not. Let the, me say fantastic. Okay, I'll take that. And you know, you kind of stole the show. I I will say thank you like, to that. You know, I think everyone was saying, and I'll say everyone. You know, Misty Knight needs her own show, and you know, yeah. with the breakout and this, that, and the other. And I think that's a testament to your performance. Thank so, you, thank you, know. you. I I 
Love the idea of my own show. <laughs> <laughs> really, the idea of your yeah, own show. Yeah, the idea of my own show. Right, right. So Let's just, just live here for a minute. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> and then Lauren Hill starts playing in the background. Right, right. So it's all every know, black girl magic dream is happening say, right like now. Solange is over right. the front. Oh and God! Yeah. And the fact that Solange's album came out the weekend that our show mm-hmm. debuted. Right. It was like Black Jesus was smiling on everybody. Right, right, right. Yes, he yes was. it was great. Um, but yeah, you know, the fans have been really, really, really supportive and encouraging and excited mm-hmm. about the character, which I think I didn't anticipate. Right, you know, right. It's called Luke Cage. Right, right. So you anticipate people hopefully just liking your performance. I yeah. was a little afraid of the comic book fanatics. Right. And them being because they like, can be intense. Yeah. yeah, 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 for real. And yeah. you know it. What surprised me was from the beginning when I got cast, no one was like, oh, they should have went with, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what you expect. Right. Um, And no one said that. It was all positive. Like, yes, I'm glad to see a new face. I'm glad to see a new black girl. She looks like she's going to kill it. And I'm like, because of my hair? Like, I was so... Thank I you mean, for the vote of confidence, you know, guys. You know, you know what I mean? Hair is political. Hair you know is that. very political. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah. It's a real thing. It really is. And I think that, you know, that starting it mm-hmm. would definitely set the groundwork for me to go into it feeling like, okay, yeah, I can t- totally do this. I don't have to worry about the fact that she's got 40 plus years yeah. of right, fans, right, right, you know, right. judging every beat and moment every, that every, you're yeah, going to yeah. do. Her thing. Yeah, er thing. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Have you been to like any conventions yet? Have I went you... to Comic Con. I did do San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Oh, and so they threw you right in the deep end. They and we were the first show ever. Oh, that's for right. For Netflix Marvel yeah. to premiere wow. at that Comic Con. It was so great though. Okay. Because you know everybody's like, oh, it's gonna be crazy. Our show hadn't come out yet, so people right. were like. Who are these black people walking through the hallway? <laughs> right. Oh, the big one. Like, <laughs> right. you know, the, they recognize Mike. Right, right, right. But, you know, and they recognize Theo from Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Some of them kind of recognize Mahershala from House of Cards, but that's not really that kind of an audience. Right. Very true. Right. So we were able to really just sneak through. Be in there. Right. Yeah. So y'all, uh, do you want to go back or? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I... Loved it. I, I'm one of those people who, you know, I, I see what happens to certain kinds of celebrities. Right? You got mm-hmm. the Will Smiths, right? Where Will Smith, for all intents and purposes, can't probably go to Target. Right. 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 But right. I remember when I was waiting tables, I was waiting tables at a hotel in Beverly Hills, and Will Smith came in with Tom Cruise, and this is a hotel in Beverly Hills, so there, no one's gonna be like. You know right, what I right, mean? right. They're like, oh, there's Will Smith. And Will Smith walks up to everyone in this lounge and is like, hey, how you doing? I'm Will. Nice to meet right, you. Right, hey, right. Will, nice to meet you. And it's because his mindset is not, I am number five on IMDb and I am, you know, top box office grossing black man. You know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's just, I'm Will Smith. Yeah. And I'm a person who is a people person. Right. And right. so watching that, you, you realize it's just a, a mental state. You know, okay. if you go into it thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be insane and I'll never be able to do anything normal again and people are just too much, then it's going to feel like that. Yeah, but if you right. go in there thinking they're happy to see me, I'm happy to see them, too. Right, right. I want them to be just ex- as excited about me as I am ex- as excited about them. 
then it makes it a great situation. Right. And so that's what it was at Comic-Con. You know, I had people who were like, oh, my God, I love you, and I love Misty Knight, and I can't wait to see it. You're like, good. Good. So I would definitely come back next year. Nice. Yeah. Because they will have you back. They better. I mean. They better. You listening? No. I'm threat. I'm making threats. Right. How many? How, how many people are gonna listen to this? I mean, are we, gonna, uh, we yeah. get a few people. Am I, am I gonna get in trouble? We, we get, get a, well, a nice know. amount. I know. You know, I'm we, you know. I, I know. So I'm just we, kidding. <laughs> just don't send it to my boss. That's all. Right. That was all I was trying to say. <laughs> right. Just don't send it to right. my boss while I'm making threats. You saw threats. we got quiet. While like, I'm making yeah. threats. We right. said, all right. We. Um, I I had a a question, a a, a thought. Because, for one of the things you always hear about is like the the lack of opportunities mm-hmm. for black women in Hollywood, black men yeah. in Hollywood as well, and a lot of times they got to be very. Um, you try to be selective about how you choose your roles, yeah. but then there's sometimes the mortgage got to get paid, right? So you've got to do what you got to do, right? Right. So I wondered how. A couple, a black couple of mm-hmm. actors mm-hmm. juggles that, mm. you know, as opposed, you know, where, you know, which one takes one for the team this month mm-hmm. so that, you know, all the so the lights can stay on. Right. Like, is that a hard balancing act for the two of you? I think for us, um, I mean, we've been together for six years, married for four and for so long, he was the breadwinner. So there was no like. Oh Simone, are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna take one for the team this month? I was like, I'll take all the teams. <laughs> right, right. So he, it, it's it's him, and I think especially as the man of the household, he feels much more responsible right. in that way. But right. I believe from the bottom of my heart that I never want him to do anything that he doesn't want to do for the sake of money. I believe right. that. We will always be taken care of. We will never be homeless. We will never be without. Mm -hmm. As long as we live within our means, then we don't have to make decisions that then force us to do things that we don't want to do. Right. So, I mean, there have been many jobs that have come up. Dorian just got offered a job yesterday. And this is money. It's cash money. Right. And a chance to travel to Toronto. He's never been there before. And he, he sends me the email like, what do you think? And I read it, and I've got the eyebrow up like, you don't want to do this. I'm reading it via email. He doesn't know. Right. And so, you know, as a, a loving wife, it's like, well, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> right, right, right. And he's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you said you didn't want to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And this to me this is, is X, X, Y, and Z. And Z. Do you maybe and and you know then we have the the lovely bedtime waking up in the morning conversation where it's like okay so what do you think about it twenty four hour li- hours later and he agreed it wasn't something that he was interested in doing and thank God we're not financially strapped where we need the money right but I mean we've been in the the depths of you know just financial need right and I tell this story all the time like we were. In L.A., this was 2015, and it was April. Okay. And so it was at the very end of pilot season. Pilot season is like it kind of starts in December now, but it's mainly just like January, February through the end of March. And it's a time where networks just pour millions and millions of dollars into 
hundreds of ideas and they know that only five of them will get picked per network and only one will stay on the air past the first two episodes. But this is like the rat race for actors because Mm -hmm. we know, okay, if you can get a pilot, that's however many thousands of dollars for that one episode. And those multiple thousands can float you. Yes. So Dorian got offered uh, the chance to test for this CBS pilot where they were offering him over $50,000 wow. for the pilot, if he wow. booked the pilot, and then per episode. And he's like, I mean, this is like the last of the last. It felt like the last pilot for the season. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, I feel like I got to do it. And I was like, I don't think you want to do this, you know. Really? And at this at this moment, if someone had given us a tenth of that, like that would have helped bring our heads so much more above water but we were I was just like this is not what you would want to do and then to put yourself in that position for a season or more Mm -hmm. than one season are you Mm -hmm. really prepared to do that and so by the grace of God he didn't book the show and ironically when we walk out of that audition he runs into Cheo the creator of Luke Cage who then starts pitching him on Luke Cage without saying this is Luke Cage. And he's like, hey, man, if you don't get this job, come on <laughs> over and play with us. And I'm right. on my phone just like, doo, 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 doo. Right, not right. paying any attention. And then two and a half months or no, four months later, I end up booking the job. And so it's like I, I believe that God takes care of us in yeah, all of those absolutely. ways. Yeah. And there is no need to focus on chasing after the check. So I believe when Dorian was on your show, he was like, man, she's got Luke Cage. And now I'm just going to do short, independent films and yeah. theater because yes. <laughs> yes. that has been what he's told me since we started dating like listen <laughs> i know we ain't married he's consistent he is cut if he is anything the man is consistent right, right. so yeah there's never on my part as the wife where okay. i'm saying to him you, now we don't have any kids yet right it, right. it may change and then i yeah. mean we got a dog right 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 but we don't have any kids <laughs> right so I don't know, but I hope that we, you know, choose to have a child in a time where we can financially afford it. And again, right, right, don't have to right, make those right. decisions. That's cool. I, w- I was actually just read a story because um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I like to read about old like TV and movie history, mm-hmm. and I just read a story about um, Norman Lear back in the '70s. You know, the creator of All in the Family. All in the Family, yeah. He was following up that show with a show about a black senator. And he um, he wanted to. We're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> he wanted to. Uh, it's okay. Simone. It's, it's okay, Simone. We're good. Y'all, if you knew what was happening right now, there is a man <laughs> in the back of this bar watching TV <laughs> loud on his phone. I swear, it's like an action movie. Right. Yeah. Or it's just a series of trailers. Uh, maybe. maybe. It sounds like he's just watching every trailer on YouTube right now. He's on like the at YouTube full trailer. Blast. Right, right. No right, headphones right, right. on. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Where was it? Oh. Norman Lear, black Norman senator. Lear, it was a black senator about a black senator, and he wanted John Amos to do mm. it. Who at the time had, you know, not not long ago had left good times. Mm-hmm. And you no, know, he was doing his thing. But as a man could use a, a job, mm-hmm. looked at it. It's Norman Lear, so all right, let me take a look at it. Yeah. And John Amos passed. He could have used the money, yeah, but he passed. He said, like Norman, this this 
this is corny. This is this is BS, man. Yeah. Like I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But this ain't it ain't me. So later. Yeah. And um, the show eventually got made. I think it got made with um. Oh uh, oh wow, the guy from uh, Blazing Saddles. Ah. Oh, uh, Cleavon. Cleavon Little. Cleavon Little. Cleavon yeah. Little starred yeah. in it, and it lasted like two weeks. Right. It got taken off because everybody was like, what is this racist? <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. But, it, but it was just amazing. Like, I know, like, it just gave me that much more respect. Not that I didn't have that much, you know, respect already. Mm-hmm. But it gave me that much more respect for somebody like John Amos. Yeah. Right. You know? And he didn't just, he leave? Um, good times. Good times for the same for pretty much kind the of same a reason, reason. Because yeah. the show yeah, was taking a turn yeah. that, that he, he didn't wasn't enjoy. comfortable yeah. with. He wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah, Jimmy Walkers and, and was JJ and the whole thing, and he said, "I'm not." And you, here for this. I, as an as an artist, and a, you know, you live a very feast or famine yeah. existence. Right. I can't fault someone like Jimmy Walker for saying, "This is my chance. This is right, my shot. Right. 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 I'm going to take the money. Right. And run with and it. Run. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely can be proud of people like John Amos who say, "I'm going to leave that money on the table because my pride is worth more than that." Yeah. But you never know where it's going to hit you in that situation. Jimmy Walker might not have thought that he was doing anything detrimental to right. black people right. by this performance. Right. He right. might have thought, I know people who look like this, act right. like this, talk like this. So how is this wrong? You right. know? And I think a lot of times, especially when you watch black film and TV, we are so critical. We are. We are. Absolutely. Beca- and it's because we don't have as much of a chance as uh, as white people. Right. Well, everything to... is is that one shot. Like, everything yeah. has to be represented. Yes. Everything has to. And I just, I, as an artist, I disagree with it. Yeah. I feel, I want to play ugly characters. I want to play disgusting characters. I want to play characters that are not the pinnacle of black excellence. Right, right, exactly. Because in my life, I can strive for black excellence. Right. But as long as it's not exploitative of my people, yes. I feel like it's our responsibility to tell a story. And, and everybody is in a role model. Right. Yeah. You know? And, right. and I think that we get really judgy. Like, yeah. well, there should only the role models who look like Claire Huxtable should be role models. And it's yeah. like, mm. I think Precious was an important film. And I feel like black people were so hard on that movie. They were just like, I mean, why she got to be fat and black and ugly? It's a lot, Todd. Why she got to be greasy? Yeah. Why she? But because there was a story. You know what I mean? It was a book. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like the director was like, let's put some extra grease on it. It was like that was, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that was the movie. Right, right. It was the book. And, you know, we look at stuff like 12 Years a Slave, and we're like, well, why they all got to be slaves? Because it was a book. book. Right, right, So I think, you know, and even Dorian said he's done with slave movies. After we saw um, Birth of a Nation, he was like, I'm done. I don't need to see any more of them. And and he was like, I never thought I would be that person, but I'm done. Whereas I feel like I didn't know the Nat Turner story like that. I didn't know it that in-depth. Right. And I yeah. studied Black History Month every year. Thank you, Bates Academy in Detroit, Michigan, for, nice. for Bates Battle. Every Black History Month, we right. would learn all about every black person that ever was. Right. But I didn't know those things about him. So I feel like those stories are still valid. Right. Um, they are still valid, yeah. And, you know, everybody doesn't have to see them. Right. But it doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be made. Right. 
the beautiful thing now, uh, especially in regards to television, and Luke Cage is definitely a part of this, I feel like we're in this almost like this this black television renaissance, renaissance right now. Man, yeah. Because you've got Luke Cage, Queen Sugar, Atlanta. Insecure. And it's unapologetic. Yes. Like, like no. I think it is very much we are we are black artists, we are black creators, we're creating this black art for black audiences. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody can watch, but it's some stuff you know, I was telling Lynn, I have a little bone to pick with you ah. and, and the creators. The blackest moment on Luke Cage to me. And I'll just go ahead and You might just have to pick it with me, but let's I might hear be picking it. with you. Mm-hmm. My wife is a Delta. So you're picking this so argument I'm, with me. All right. So I'm picking with who? <laughs> you're picking it with me. All right. Solely me. So, you know, the whole thing, and, you know, you're going to let your little soror ski we out of here. That was an improv line. And that I was said, all me. Like, the writers, really had, no, the writers had no. When you said it, I said, first of all, I don't know if the word soror has ever been uttered. On television. On television. Right. White people have no idea what's well, going on. Well, right they now. had no idea what we were talking about on set. Really? Second of all, I joked with my wife yeah. and said, "You know, Mariah, evil Mariah's an AKA. Right. See how that works." And mm-hmm. then the follow-up, which uh-huh. is actually, it's, it's ooh woo, and I bellowed yeah. in my house like yeah. I actually yelled, <laughs> and I said, "Black Mariah is your sore roar," <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up the baby. <laughs> so it's your fault. It's my fault that she I woke, woke up, up the, the baby. baby. I'm sorry. That but that was so black. Right. It was like blue black. Right, right, right. And that was such a great day moment. The writer of the episode is a black writer named Aida Mashika Kral, Mashaka Crawl. She mm. is a Delta. Okay. And so um, when she wrote that, she said, you're just going to let your soror, I think it was like waltz on out of here. I think right, that was right. the original line. And I'm reading it at home like I always do. And I was like, nah. <laughs> because that's what I would do. Right. And so, and I and I often, Cheo will attest to this, wouldn't necessarily tell them every improv mm-hmm. or idea that I had because I was always coming up with something. And Cheo, God bless his heart, gave me the freedom to do that, okay. which is why this was one of the best experiences I could have ever had. Did you know him beforehand? Did not. Did really? not. I had met him at a party one time, but he, it was like, you're Dorian's wife. He, I don't even right. think he knew I was an actor. Um, so when I read it, I was like, ah, let's change that a little bit. And so we're on set and we always read through the lines, right? Okay. So you, you got, everybody's got their scripts. And, mm-hmm. and so we're doing that scene and I just casually lob that in there (laughs) and this I don't know if you remember on that day it was the precinct day so you had Mariah you had her assistant Mm -hmm. uh, the young black guy Mm -hmm. you had Karen Pittman you had myself you had uh, the writer Aida who's also a black woman and then I believe uh, the young lady Deborah Deborah Ayurinde, who plays Candace, was there. Yes, Candace. Yes, yes. Because she also shot her scene there. The guy who played her lawyer, who came in and, and busted through, right, who right. also was Cornell Stokes' lawyer, he was there. So it was very black on right, set. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And so I just tossed that out there, and everybody's standing around, and the director goes, "Cut." <laughs> Like no! Is she gonna say that? You gonna let her say that? Is she? Can you say that? Can you say that? Everybody was like, "Can you say that?" And Aida was like, "I don't know," because 
She's a Delta. Right. Oh, And I'm really? sure she was like, I don't know if I want to get them, you know, them, right. them AKAs right, to shine right. in this right, moment. Right. Uh-huh. But for me, phonetically, it just flowed. Right, 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 right. So I think she emailed Cheo. It was like this whole back and forth. Oh, my God. Will they let her say it? Can she say it? The director <laughs> has no idea what we're talking about. None of the people... Ones that have any clue. Why are they? And there all was up? no there was no explanation on our part. I think they were just like, Oh, that's some BPS. Right. And just exactly. kept it moving. Right, right. Exactly. They were like, exactly. let me just pull these cords and how's the sound going? <laughs> right, right, Who knows right, right. what these black people talking yeah. about? You know what I mean? And they, they did not jump in it. They let Aida kinda handle it. And so her and Cheo were going back and forth and he approved it. But then later he was I think he called me, either he called me there or he called me later and he was like I, I don't because my wife his wife is a Delta right mm. and so he was like I don't know like this was not that was not the plan like I literally I threw a monkey wrench like I <laughs> messed up they household with yeah. that lie yeah so yeah, then yeah. later and when as we they said in the beginning yes. happy wife happy life happy life man Tamani shout we out like to you, Tamani Misty, but you ain't gonna right. mess up you ain't my messing up my happy home right right so then <laughs> he amended it later right he 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 amended it later which was great. Um, and, and it was, it was just, it was that to me for people to recognize that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for the millions of people who have no idea what we're talking about. Exactly. Often, have you talked about this? Uh, once or twice, mm-hmm. once or twice, it's you know, this little, is real black right here. Right. We real right, black right, right now. Like the only time I've talked about it was on Twitter. I've never talked about this in an See, interview. I mean, this I, is the first time you've told that story in an interview. In yes, an inter- in an yes, interview. Yes. Wow. So they don't know. They ain't ready. No. I mean, mm-hmm. Corey Murray from Essence Magazine. She tweeted it. Right. But when she and I sat down, I don't think she had seen that episode yet. Right. And so she she was just like all this sorrow shade on Luke. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jaquiz Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh, what's the best way to eat a taco? Vince, with your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. Paige is giving me life right now. I oh. think that was like her statement. But oh. yeah, it man. Was fan- I, I told, so that, to me, that was the blackest moment well, of I, the whole show. I thank you for, yes. for, I will let you give it that award yes. because that was my line. And so I I'm said, gonna take, at all, you know, as I was that. watching it, you know, and I watch Atlanta and watching every now and then I'll say, I don't. I don't even know what black people are doing right now on TV. This this is a whole lot of black right now. We cutting up. <laughs> we are cutting up. And up. And showing out. And showing out. So. And 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 I love that. Like I was um out with friends last night after Dorian. He's doing a play. Yeah. yeah. And so we were out after the show and a friend of ours, a singer, Carmen Rogers. I'm not sure if you guys know her. If you don't look her up, she's amazing. Okay. Um but she was like 
Did you see the drink list on the Juneteenth episode? (laughs) She was like, I saved this on my phone. It was her screensaver. Wow. It was like all of the names of the drinks and the ingredients. (laughs) It was like unbleached sugar cubes. The it was and that was for I want to say the abolitionists uh, something like it I mean just the fact that people and that is that was a detail you know what right, I mean like right, that was right. one second exactly that exactly we would stop pause screenshot right. and move on where other people were like oh there's a drink list on this well right. you know the, another small detail a lot of people miss um, but we. Catch, catch is when you go to Mariah's house and you see all the elephants. Yes. And nobody's touching on that. And it's actually the detail that she is yeah. actually a Delta. A Delta. Yeah. Yep. But nobody sees that little that, that see that little backstory right there. And as you know, you love comic books. There are Easter eggs throughout all, throughout all of the, the right. shows. And so just like you have that for the comic book fans, you got, some you got that added layer but that's yeah. part Black of what folk. makes Luke Cage so subversive. I yeah. mean, you know, you talk about Atlanta, you talk about Queen Sugar, mm-hmm. you talk about Insecure. You know, yeah. in a lot of ways, these are like the personal visions. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like Luke Cage is part of this Marvel cinematic universe. And, you know, y'all have created this black space. Yeah. And, you know. It comes from having somebody like Cheo who... Yeah. One wrote for the Source and Vibe magazine yes, for years. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Stanford educated, raised in a family of writers. Mm-hmm. Okay. His yeah, he's uh, it's baked in with him. It is in, it is ingrained in who right, he is. Right. Mo- all, I think everybody in his family is a Howard University graduate. Go okay. HU. That's my alma mater. Okay. That's my wife's alma mater. Is it now? I'm liking your wife more and more. Hey, man. I Everything think, you've said I about her. She goes to Target. She's yes. a Howard grad. She deal with you. I yeah. mean, she <laughs> is just. I feel like deal with me. I don't <laughs> know how much I like that verb, but, you know, we're having a good time. I'll go along with it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like that all helps. For if if the vision and the voice of the show is yeah. deeply rooted in black culture, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel put on and fake. Yeah, you yes. know. And I think a lot of times you see shows where the people behind the scenes are not. I mean, like Fresh Off the Boat. Right. Okay. That Love was that a show that was created by an Asian American yes. about yes. his experience. And when he saw what they were doing, he was like, "I'm out." Yes. Because they Very were not trying too. to. Yeah. Ve- and he wrote like. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. manifesto. Yeah. yeah. But they were not trying to give his voice any real authenticity. And, right. you know, maybe it was the network. Maybe it was the timing. I don't know. I mean, I feel like comedy is difficult because people always go for the joke. Yeah, they always, right. go, they for always the- go for the laugh. And so it's not necessarily unless you've got somebody like Bill Cosby right. who is like, we're going to make the joke, but we're also going <sighs> to. Be respectful. I heard that deep exhale. It's my Bill Cosby side. <laughs> it's actually patented. If you listen to all, episodes, all of our episodes, when Bill Cosby comes up, it's Vince's yeah. Bill Cosby side. <laughs> it's actually part of a longer thing. Uh, I actually have a torrent of curses, uh, and I wave my fist. You, you to ball the your fist up, like you, you know, rent your mantle. Bill, <laughs> I know. Bill. I know, but, it's, but yes, he made but, quality television. Yeah, yeah, and that is all we gonna yeah, say you, about that. We gonna leave it. Would you? Very true. He made some quality te- television. Yes, he got a lot of black kids to go to 
college. Black colleges. Simone. Okay, let's let's just keep going. Just keep, you're gonna get me on my Bill Cosby. I'm thing. gonna try not All to. Right, let's skip done. on over. Yes, yes, yes. Let's pass over. Yes. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it makes me like, very sad. Like you know, it. We're not gonna talk uh, about it. It makes me sad it. as well. All right, go but ahead. what I hold on to is that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we can look at the art for what the art was, yes, yeah. and and That's you have you Felicia Rashad. Debbie Allen. I mean, you've got a, a Malcolm Jamal Warner. You've got all of these actors mm-hmm. who we know and love and have seen their careers that started with these shows. It started yeah. with a different world. It started with the Cosby show. That You know what I mean? So those people's contribution is not insignificant. Right. It does not deserve to be swept under the rug. There were, you know, Keisha Knight Pulliam and Raven Simone is one of the youngest millionaires yeah. In the history of the industry, period, Pretty much, she would yes. not have had that without that show. Right, we right. would not have had Lisa Bonet without that show. Yeah. And so their work is not insignificant. Their lives and their art is not something that should be forgotten. So we could say what we will. I will not say it. Uh, look, you can do your Bill Cosby side. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> but the show was powerful. It. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Yes. The show was powerful. To say the least. To say the least. To say, yes. the, is it, to is say it, the very least. Do yeah. you find it hard to sometimes separate the real life from the creative person? Like, because some people seem to, like, you know, some people, certainly, like, talking about Bill Cosby, some people have a hard time now with right, that. Right, right. And, and, and some even people, more recently, we've talked about the birth of a nation. The birth of a nation and Nate right. Parker. Yeah. Um, yet some people... Seemingly have gotten passes, right, right, right. And, and not to you know put you on the spot or get into no. the particulars, but do you find it difficult to separate the art from the artist? It depends on uh, what you're asked to separate. What you're asked to separate. Okay. I mean, R. Kelly has had a tremendous career post the molestation, yeah, yes. child pornography charges that were put out against him. Yes. I cannot deny that I did not buy Chocolate Factory. Okay. Or I, I downloaded it for free when okay. free music downloads are still allowed. Okay. <laughs> and he makes great music. Right. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I do not separate that when I hear those songs, I'm thinking, is he talking about a girl? Right, like, is he right, talking about he... a child? Right. And right. do I, and would I ever get on TV and say, top five R&B artists of the century? You know what I mean? Right, I, right. I wouldn't feel comfortable as a woman and as a black woman and having seen that tape and said, there's no way that's not R. Kelly. Like, I don't care what your lawyers argued and what her family decided was better for her as the child to to do. That was hardcore evidence that we saw. Right. Uh, You've got Woody Allen who... Right. And and I think that that is the, the interesting crux. Yeah, that is. Because you can look at it, as a black woman, you have to look at things from so many different perspectives. Yeah, you look at yes. it from being a woman. You look at it from being a black, black woman. woman. You look at it from being a black person. You can look at it from being an artist. You can mm-hmm. look at it, you know what I mean? You can look at it from being an American from yeah. so many different ways. So you look at Woody Allen, I only check off one box with him. You know what I mean? Which right, is that right. I'm a creative and an American. Let's put that yeah, in there. Right. But... I don't know if he molested his daughter before they got together, but I know right. for damn sure he married her. You know he married her, though. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't really, you know, and I and I think that it's interesting that 
He has had a long career, and no one, no one cares. Right. Roman Polanski. People That's, love yeah, him some Roman yeah, Polanski. Yeah. And he, will ne- and he will never come back and face those charges. And he is never, and, and, but he's not hiding either. He's not hiding. Right. And so we continue to perpetuate those films and, and to support them right. in the box office. And yet we do not crucify him in the same way that we do black men. Right. It does not mean that as a woman, I don't look at these men who are reported to be taking advantage of women right as wrong right but then you also then break it down in your mind in another way are they molesting and taking advantage of black women exactly. isn't that messed up as yeah. a woman that you then still quantified in your yeah, mind and go right well who was it that right. he took advantage of right and you know with the bill cosby thing i i do not doubt that some of that happened i don't doubt it I think there are just too many stories for it right. to all be a lie. But I also don't believe all of it is true. Yes. Right. And then, you know, I have never, thank God, been uh, taken advantage of in that way. But I know women who have. Right. Women who are very close to me. And those women have never expressed a desire to be around those men again in that way. But different women go through different traumas. Right. So there are mm-hmm. some women who then came back multiple times. Yeah, right. And Bill Cosby apparently, reportedly, took advantage of them. Now, in my un, you know, broken in that way mind, can't fathom it. But there are women who have been victimized who can. So, you know, there are so many different things that go into that. I do find myself able to separate the art from the artist. But then I do, I did find myself during Breath of a Nation going... God, this movie is so good. I wonder if he did what he what they said he did. Right. Through right. the first hour of that movie. And when that movie was done, we were at a screening in New York for SAG after, I think, mm-hmm. our union. And the movie was playing. And then they put the credits on because they were going to do a talk back. And Dorian and I are sitting there. And I could not stop crying. The whole movie wow. I was fine. Right, right. whole movie I was right. fine. I was like, this is an amazing movie. Credits came on. I could not console myself. I got up, left, right. went out, cried in the bathroom, right. blew my nose, came back in, sat down. The credits were still running, right. and I wept again because I mean, you just trauma. feel the you feel that you know, generational trauma. That, historical trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So it does not mean that that story did not need to be told. It absolutely needed to be told. Right. It's unfortunate that as a result of the person telling it. And the media's desire to stifle that voice, mm-hmm. they have brought up a story that we will never know if it was true or not true. I mean, I didn't read the the court proceedings, but right, right. as they said, as I've heard, it was not his impression that he was doing anything wrong. Yes. He right. didn't think he was doing anything great yeah, it's, in it's hindsight. Real messy. It's messy. I read it. It's real. Messy. Okay. It's real. It's real. Expound. Well, you know, we, 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 we have talked about it. I, you know, it's real messy. Um, I mean, I think he raped her. Wow. I, I mean, this isn't the first time I've said that on tape. Like, yeah. Until when we talked about it. And um, I don't know how much evidence there was, but just mm-hmm. reading it. Yeah. You know, my impression reading it. Yeah. That's what I got. But it, it's, it's funny. We, we're talking about this. Kind of like you said, the hypocrisy mm-hmm. that's involved when we talk about black men, mm-hmm. and particularly when the victims yeah. 
aren't black. I don't have right. a whole lot of patience. Yeah. Hearing, listening to certain people talk about it. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the only conversations I've had about it, because again, I don't have a lot of patience. Right. For that kind of, that that kind of base hypocrisy that you get with white people mm-hmm. talking about black criminality. Mm-hmm. But I've had a lot of conversations with black women about it. Right. And I think. I've always been able to separate the art from the artist. Right. You know, just because you kind of have to. I was talking about, um, it's funny, here we are again. We were talking about uh, Pearl Cleese's book. I don't know if you're ever mad at Miles. No. So, you know, Pearl Cleese wrote, you know, it's a book of essays. And in her essay, basically, you know, it starts out with Miles Davis talking about beating Cicely Tyson. Mm -hmm. And her saying, you know, I don't listen to Miles Davis Mm. because of that. And, you know, when I was probably like, 23 mm-hmm. I had to kind of deal with that and yeah. say you know how are you going to deal with this yeah. and I completely you know I said I got to be agnostic about this thing and separate mm-hmm. the art because I, th- I think you know yeah. no offense I think artists are a lot of times crazy crazy yeah. and, and, and messy <laughs> I'm mad you, know, you th- knew the word right there you know I think there's some messiness yeah. there and if you're looking for somebody who kind of lives this kind of straight ahead life. Right. You're, You're looking at the wrong deal place. with a lot of art. Yeah. So at the same time, mm-hmm. just to acknowledge my own hypocrisy, mm. just what, two hours ago, Lynn and I were, because we're comic dudes. Yeah. And it's a creator named Will Eisner. Oh. Mm. You know, Will Eisner sort of acknowledged as one of the great masters yeah. of the comic form. And I told Lynn, you know, I said, I don't really mess with Will Eisner, except I didn't use the word mess. Right. <laughs> you said fool. Yes. But without the oh. Right, right. So, I was talking to Salty Vince. <laughs> yes, he was talking to Salty Vince. But Will Eisner had a character named Ebony White, who was this really horrible caricature. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's documentation of the NAACP mm. saying, you know, this is a caricature. Mm. You shouldn't use it. And he used it. And eventually he got rid of him. But I never forgave him for that. Right. So, like, when people say Will Eisner and this and I'm like, yeah. ah, yeah. you can miss me with Will Eisner. Yeah. So, I acknowledge I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. I you do know? have people like that like myself. There's there some people that I kind of, and, you know, it's easy for me to say I don't mm. mess with Woody Allen. Yeah. Because I don't particularly like, like a lot of Woody Allen's Well, the films. So, right. You know. With the exception of Blue Jasmine, I'm not really that big of a fan. So, you know. Hmm. I mean, you don't see a lot of black people in Woody Allen films. Which is the other I don't think I've seen one. I think there was one. I don't remember the one. If the one Negro. in the background of one If the one Negro who was in a Woody Allen film. In his Amazon show, one of my best friends from college is in it. Oh, wow. Rick Younger. Wow. Shout out to Rick One got through. Good job, Rick. (laughs) Rick. Rick. Rick, Rick, you made it. Rick made it. So. You have since validated. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. No, I'm a, I'm definitely, I definitely am a hypocrite as well. There's some things that I'm like, nope, never. Right. Don't even. And then there are some things where I'm like, eh, I can look at the art for the art's sake. Right. I wouldn't have dinner with this person. I wouldn't invite them in my home. I wouldn't mm. send my children around them. Right. Exactly. But I can appreciate the art. So. And it's interesting you say that about Miles Davis. My, I grew up. My dad named my sister after a Miles Davis album. Named really? her dog after him. I'm like, my dad loves Miles Davis. I think it was the first time I ever saw my father cry was mm. when Miles Davis died. Really? Yes. Mm. First time. Um, and di- I didn't learn about his, you know, wife or woman beating proclivities until much later in yeah. life. 
Has there ever been like a, uh, a celebrity death or famous person death that touched you like Prince. that? Prince. Oh, really? Oh, no, I'm not saying. I'm saying, oh, oh God, I agree man, with you. Man, I was about to get up from the table. No, 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 I think I'm She's about to drop the mic and be like, yo, Dorian, fuck Michelle Mitchell. I ain't fucking, I ain't fooling with that. Let the record show. Yes, I did it. He was the first one. And it and started. Neither one started with Lynn. Was Vince. It wasn't salty Vince. <laughs> it wasn't salty, salty Vince. Yeah, so. Prince. Like I've just now been able to listen to a song and not cry. Mm. Really? Just now. And I think it was like maybe a month ago. Prince is tough. Prince. Prince is still tough. It's still tough. I'm still not really. Yeah. You know. I, but I you mean, know what? I when, know when he had the emergency landing the week before, I said something is not right. I said something like I felt like an old black woman. Mm-hmm. You said, could feel it in the rain in your I bones. I did. I said something is not right. When 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 Prince did that uh-huh. emergency landing, yeah. I said somebody need to go check on Prince. Can we just bubble wrap Stevie Wonder right now? He's the last what, one we what, got. Exactly. Him and Gladys Knight. Have How you seen about Gladys? that? Him, Gladys Knight, and Aretha. And Aretha. Yeah. Who? And, and Aretha. Aretha. You know, God bless her, but she's just procrastinating. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I love her, but let's be real. We're going to be real <laughs> Detroit all with day. the Aretha Franklin jokes. Aretha Franklin is a Detroit <laughs> legend. Yes, My is. mama can't stand Aretha Franklin, though. Really? She loves her music. Really? She can separate, she can separate the music right. from the woman. Is from your mother woman. from Detroit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so she can't stand Diana can... Ross or Aretha Franklin. Oh, I, 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 really? wonder, I wonder if my mama just be hating on women who got out before she did. <laughs> I'm like, that heifer was out of here by 1967. <laughs> That's some bone. Forget her. Exactly. Right. That is no. hilarious. I know. My Does mom. she know them? No. Okay. She may have. No, she don't know. I think, I think, I think perhaps maybe at one point my mom might have gone to church with Aretha Franklin. I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying, cause my dad went to his grave saying that Bill Cosby owed him $20 from <laughs> From high school. No. <laughs> so I'm just saying. No. It can happen. It can be real. No. <laughs> I wonder where he borrowed that money for. Blue for a minute. Shut up. Hmm? Shut story. up. That's very cool. You know what? I'm going to tell you my dad's Bobby Blue Bland story since we're talking about Let's it. Let's hear it. So Bobby Blue Bland had got, was it Bobby Blue Bland or Bobby Blue Bland's guitars? Okay. I'll say it's his guitar since we're going on. No, my dad was a guitarist. Yeah. Anyway, somebody had become Muslim and said they weren't eating pork no more. <laughs> this is like 1964, 65, yeah. like somewhere in there. Someone had become Muslim and I ain't eating no more swan. <laughs> Lo and behold, some pork starts going missing in the band. <laughs> and it is a true story. Or at least my father used to tell the story. <laughs> I don't know how true the story is. And he, somebody, and I want to say it was actually Bobby Blue Bland himself was sneaking pork. <laughs> true story. Heard it my whole life. That is hilarious. That is that is my brush with fame. Oh my god! With my parents. <laughs> with your parents. With my. Parents. I love that. Well, as a lover of pork, I can <laughs> understand why somebody <laughs> was sneaking it out. Somebody sneaking pork. Sneaking pork. So. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, okay, like, we're at 51 minutes. <laughs> so this is definitely going to be a special edition oh, of the Michelle Mission. This is a long one, guys. Um, so let me 
end this, if you do not mind, if I sneak, and if you don't mind, Vince, if I sneak a little triplenness in this. Okay. All okay. Right. Um, Simone, Misty Knight on yes. Netflix, Luke Cage. Yes. Uh, all of our guests that are on Black Tribbles, mm-hmm. my, my other radio show, and on whose network the Michelle Mission does appear. So this is kind of like in line. Yeah. It's a crossover come on, episode. You got to let me do this. This is a bad form right here. <laughs> you got to let me do this. Hey, come on, no damn Because this, this will make this an equal, a separate show. Uh-huh. We're doing two shows. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go right. ahead. So all of our guests, they become one with the Tribble Nation. Okay. By giving themselves a Tribble name that indicates where their geek lies. That's why I call myself the Bat Tribble because I'm a Batman head. Got you. Um, Vince is actually a Tribble too, but he always forgets his Tribble no, name. I'm Jack Tribble. That's right. You're I'm Jack, Jack Tribble of for, all trades. That's right. Master yeah. of none. I like that. And people get very creative with it. Okay. Um, the actor Tony Todd from yeah. Candyman, he is a Shaka Zulu Tribble. Um, uh, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek is, of course, yeah. Queen Tribble because. The triple is from Star Trek, so you got to recognize. Um, I didn't do this with Dorian, so Dorian, don't hate me, bro. I was sitting over here thinking. Don't hate me, Dorian. This is a reason for you to come back, D. Now you got to come back. Uh So I would like to induct you into the Tribble Nation. Okay. But to do that, you have to adorn yourself with a Tribble name that indicates where your Tribble, your geekness lies. If you are geeky about anything. I'm geeky about everything. Uh, really? I'm like, I'm a nerd, y'all, but. All right. Wow. What? Why do you say you're a nerd? Why do you say you're a nerd? Because I, I fully embrace my, uh, my goofy, <laughs> very just like unapologetic, non-stereotypical Black girl magicness, like <laughs> she real cool, y'all. Like I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's probably coming across, but as somebody here in real time, Simone Missick is real cool. Why? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, like when I was growing up, Daria was my my ideal. Wow. Okay, you know what I mean. I used and I do a lot of voices, so like I used to imitate Elmira and. You used Steve to imitate Urkel Elmira from Animaniacs. From Animate, that was she was my. You everything. can't bring that up and not be able to. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I'm not going to do that, guys. That's where she draws the line. That's where I. <laughs> that's where I draw. Len, there's no contract in the right. sand. In the sand. This will make it a SAG show, Len. And then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but where? You know what's going to happen is that I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and go. <gasps> That's what it was. That's what it should have been. That's what it should have been. So this is just anything that I geek out about. And people get creative with it. We have people that call themselves, um, there's a no triple at all. There's a, a triple called Quest. Oh. There's triple Soul Child. There's um, a little triple on my chin. That's this, uh, that's this, <laughs> that's this burlesque dancer. She calls herself a no triple on my chin. So people get very creative with it. But we do all shapes and sizes. So with that being said, Simone Mystic, what will be your triple designation? Daria, is, uh, nobody's name checked Daria at all. I'm going to change mine to Diary of a Mad Black Tribble. Oh, my God. That is so epic. Nice. Can that is so Very freaking nice. epic. Yeah. That is a winner. Yes. 
but it's not official. <laughs> Why? Because I have to make this a complete show. We're doing like two damn shows here. You have to take the triple oath of allegiance. Oh, I God. have to what? Take the triple oath of allegiance. Oh, yes. So she, she's like looking forward to this. It's all in. <laughs> I told you I'm a goof. I, I, I'm, I'm letting you. Hey, man. She is all in. my freak flag flag, hey, guys. All right, all right. If you don't mind, Vince has and to record to this. Vince, you have to record. See, mystical. You can separate the art from the artist. Very, you, very I have a true. Funny mystical story. You want to hear the funny hear mystical story? Go ahead. So we moved to Philly because we're not from. Right. We're not from. I moved to Philly. Uh, ended up in McDonald's mm-hmm. getting the uh, milk, you know, talking about, you know, hand to mouth. Yes. We, we just moved to Philly. Yes. So yes. McDonald's got a milkshake. It was a sister at the counter. Uh-huh. And I went and I ordered and I said, you know, let me get a chocolate shake. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the sister looked over at me and said, I got a chocolate shake for you. <laughs> shake it fast. <laughs> shake it fast. Show me what you're working with. So I went home. I said, honey, I think I was just accosted <laughs> in McDonald's. <laughs> so every time I hear Mr. And Cole, you, the other part of the story is that he went back to that McDonald's every day every after <laughs> that was like, can I get a shake? <laughs> and the girl was like, here you go. Right, right, right. She forgot that she had molested him. Because it's Philly. Right, right. <laughs> And it's a and Philly's a tough town. Philly is a it's a tough, tough town. town, man. Yeah, Philly's a great town. Hey, man, I love Philly. You know, I love Philly like an immigrant. Like I love Philly like somebody who's like not from Philly. Immigrant. <laughs> Shut up, Vince. I do. Right, uh, Vince, you have to record this. Oh my god! Just hold that. Hold that, oh, at Simone. Lord, Simone Missick has her hand up and. All right, oh, so should we turn the lamp on? Oh, oh can we turn on the lamp? Oh, is that lamp? Come on. Is Excuse me, does this lamp, lamp come on? It's real. I need some light. I need some light. It ain't real. It ain't real. It's all. Fa- oh. Oh. All right, oh. it's all good. Simone broke the lamp. Now we got it. All, right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we sent in the building Netflix. Oh, no. <laughs> send in the building Netflix. Oh, no. They ain't Are you it. recording? Okay. Yes. So, okay. Simone, repeat after me. Yes. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. To the from the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said. So shall it be done. Simone Mystic is officially diary I'm of a, a tri- mad black, black triple. Oh my god, this is epic. <laughs> oh my god, you do not know how many in the Triple Nation will be like, oh, my God. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Hey, y'all. Thanks okay. for welcoming to me to the family. Oh, my God. That's so epic. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now it's time. Vince so mad. He's so mad. I just can't believe he didn't slip some triple he, he's stuff He's so in. mad. Well, I had to. He's so I mad. I had to. They were going to be so mad at me. Kennedy would, like, crush me if I did not do this. That's our girl. That's our lady on our See? show. See? She would crush me if I didn't do it. Uh-oh. I got two text messages from the Dorian Missick. Oh, really? Uh, can you can you read them on air? Uh, he Do said, I need to- "Come down to the green green room when you get here." I'm going to text back. Still doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking good. Oh no! Because now we're about to get into the show. Now we're about to get into the show. <laughs> oh, He's like, "Come on over to the to the cast party afterwards." Right, I'm like, right, uh, right. 